Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And Victoria and I were just having a conversation about how to eat healthy without feeling like you're having to obsessively think about it, obsessively track. And I fully believe that she and I are deep diving into the gray here lately as we are toying with finding that middle ground. She and I both have been on the spectrum of being really obsessive with tracking on my fitness pal or uh, like we've said in the past, Victoria used to weigh spinach leaves or weigh uh, right. the grains of rice, right? Like, and and I was like inputting every single little thing, even my supplements, into my fitness pal because I wanted every it's single like, cow. Yeah, the fats. Yeah. Exactly. Like just just really intense, taking it too far, taking up all of our headspace. And then we both found intuitive eating and just then there was a bit of that, like almost free for all, like I have food freedom. I can eat whatever the heck I want. Like, I don't want any food rules, throw it out the window. Um, Wanting to measure or track your food is disordered. And now we're both finding this space in this middle ground. And I would say we're playing with it. One of the biggest things that I've I've learned and that I'm still working through is this idea of letting go of perfectionism through experimentation. And so I'm really looking at everything lately as an experiment. And like I said, we were just in the middle of having this conversation and Victoria's like, you need to hit to record. So (laughs) we are going to have a kind of raw, real conversation with you guys and uh, hope you can enjoy. So, Miss Vic, when I brought up this conversation and all the things, what's on your mind? What are the things that you're toying with? Okay. So, I think the first thing that we can kind of start with, and I'm just taking kind of my my personal experience, and then we can kind of go from there. Did you already mention the food scale? I have I'm not. Like, no, that was okay. before I hit record. I'm like, <laughs> when did we hit record? Okay. So we are going to disclaimer here, like we are going to talk about like experimenting through using different tools. And so if that is at all, you know, not something you want to listen to, whether it's about food skills or whatever, totally fine. But I do think that this goes in line with our last episode of embracing the gray and just realizing that like, it isn't this two extremes and that they can, there can be a middle. Um, and I think that it's individual, like somebody, you have to go through that experience yourself. And like somebody three years ago, couldn't have convinced me, you know, when I was very in the intuitive eating part that like a food scale could ever be. And maybe even like six months ago, like I wouldn't have necessarily considered that, but I, and, and, (laughs) (laughs) and there is what we were talking about separately on a phone call was about like what you're the data, not tracking things, not measuring things. But what is the quote that you say? What is Pearson's law? That one Pearson's law that what gets measured improves and what gets measured and reported improves exponentially. 
So, I mean, we can use, I'm just going to use this example and then you can share yours. So my current um, point of something that I'm like constantly struggling with is not knowing if I'm hitting my protein or not. Now, obviously I've lost a significant amount of weight. And with that by default, like I know relatively just with doing my body scans um, that, you know, there's, there was fat loss. And then there was also some muscle loss just by way of potentially not hitting my protein goals and whatever. So there is a side of me that's like, I want to be able to consistently hit that. And I'm not going to do that by typing in a note on my phone every time I eat something or estimating. Now I generally know like, you know, general amounts of protein, but like, I don't know that I'm actually hitting that on a daily basis. And really I don't have an interest in like tracking my macros and and having to hit a certain goal every single day. Cause that just makes me nutty. And I try to make things fit and it, it would go down that rabbit hole of what I used to experience. But I was just thinking like, okay, it might be interesting to actually see what I would, what around I'm hitting. And it's like, would that potentially you know, if you're able to hit your protein and you're, you're hitting it every single day, like, are my cravings going to change? Is my appetite changing because I'm hitting that? And there's, I, I mean, what, I don't know. I don't know what's on the other side of that. Um, but obviously that would involve some tracking and is that okay? And is there, is there room for that alongside everything? And when I think about it, I just, the first thing I think of is when I was doing my macros years and years ago, it was from a diet perspective and there was this mess up mentality around it. And if I had to do 230 carbs and I only, and I ended up doing 260, I would feel like I messed up. Or if I was over on my fat, there was always this feeling of like shame and guilt versus if there was a general range that I would have to hit every single day, that's coming more from that like intuitive approach and just being like, yeah, there can be a general range. And as long as you're in that range consistently and it's okay. And there's that permissive mentality behind it versus the restrictive. I, I think you're so right. Like I really do think it comes down to the mindset going into it and the intention behind why you're doing what you're doing. I think you and I in the past, when we were obsessively tracking, mm -hmm. it was coming from a space of wanting to be smaller and it was coming from a place of feeling like we needed to do it perfectly. It was something that you had shared, but again, before we hit record, you shared with me kind of the trends of your weight. And again, we have toyed around with what that means even on this podcast. Can we track our weight on a daily basis? Is that disordered? Is it healthy? Like, what is it? And I really do think that the answer is it depends and it depends on you and your intention and where you're at. But the cool thing, because you have consistently tracked your weight every, like about every single day um, for a year plus, you are able to see things like if you were to look at it within a week, it almost may look like your weight is going up. If you look at it within 
say six months, it looks like a plateau. If you look at it within a whole year plus, you see a huge downward trend. And so I think what that does is it helps you recognize that when we are tracking data, when we are monitoring things, it's not to be perfect in that one day. It's not to even be perfect in that one week. We are looking at the long term. And so when it's long term like that, then the question should always be, is this sustainable? How, you know, like, is this something I could do on a regular basis? Does this this doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and like for me, I was telling you before we hit record that I've been playing around with using a food scale. I've been playing around with using my fitness pal more as an experiment, just to kind of like, again, have some awareness with some of the, the meals that I'm eating every single day. Uh, I kind of had an idea of how many calories they were. I kind of had an idea of how much protein but I didn't fully know. And I'm eating it every single day. Could there have been some tweaks that I wanted to make? Honestly, I didn't make any tweaks. I still really enjoy it. It's protein oats with peanut butter. It's like my favorite thing and banana. Like I it love doesn't it. Change. Like that's something you have. I mean, all the time, all the time. And, and me knowing how many calories and macros and all the things did not change for me, it's still something that I really enjoy and that I'm going to continue eating. It was really just a kind of, I'd never used a food scale before. It was just kind of a fun little experiment. And it's not something I feel like I have to do every single day for every single meal. I'm not, I think for me, it's just at this point of just kind of wanting just curiosity, I guess. Uh, but caveat. And I will just kind of like highlight pin. I recognize that there could, you know, like I I want to always understand the intention behind it. Is this an experiment? Um, Partly because I'm helping some of my clients now who've never really tracked calories. I'm helping them. They've healed their relationship with food. Now they're wanting some more intentional weight loss. And I'm curious, like, is it possible to do both? And so if I'm asking them to do it, I'd like to know if I can do it myself. Yeah. But also like, I recognize that I've had a lot of changes happen in my life recently, right? I am not, I am, I'm very aware. I have just moved to a completely different country. I am now living with my boyfriend, which I have never like done before. I'm living with you know, we, there's five of us in this house. So I have three other flatmates, right? I, I recognize there's a lot of changes going on in my life right now. There are some things that feel out of my control. And I know that in the past, controlling my food and dieting and restricting has been a way for me to cope. And so I am not like, I'm very aware of that and asking myself, why are you doing this? And so I have a question. Yeah, I'm ready. If you have already tracked your breakfast that you've made the same way for every single day for many, for a very long time, is there a need to track that anymore? If it's the same amount? Oh, and I'm not like, I like, I, I didn't know if you were or not. So I was just asking. Yeah. I mean, like, for me now, as far as like, so let's just say like the oatmeal, like I was already kind of doing it where I was like measuring like a half cup just because I want to make sh- like, 
I want to make sure that the ratio of like oatmeal and water, you know, like, um, I'm always using one banana. Do I need to like weigh and measure if it's the exact grams of a banana or whatever? No, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the, like, I guess the one variant would be peanut butter and like how much peanut butter am I using? But for the most part, I just guesstimate it and just be like, whatever, good enough. And, and when it comes to dinners, like I'm not going to be weighing and measuring my dinner on a plate while I'm there with my boyfriend sitting. No, like I'm not like I, I, for me, like that's just inappropriate. It's really interesting. So I have a client right now who is starting to track her calories for the first time. And over the weekend, she had a beach trip and she asked, and she was like, should I be tracking my calories with this? Is this something I should be doing? And I'm like, it, it honestly is up to you. Everything is up to you, but is it going to diminish from this experience? And she said, yes. And I was like, okay, well then, you know, your answer. And yeah. so she didn't track calories on this trip. She didn't even obsessively use the eight app because she's using both. So she's using the eight app. So she understands the timing of her meals. And then she's using my fitness pal to understand like the calories. And she just reported back about what a beautiful experience this weekend was for her, how present she was, how she was able to ride eight and a half miles on a bike and her body was capable of it, how she was able to just be in a, a bikini, two different bikinis and feel good about it, how she was able to take pictures and not only feel joy about the memory, but actually like what she saw in the pictures at the time. Like all of those things are massive wins. And for her, she knows and recognizes that maybe the scale might be a little bit higher when she comes back from this trip. And that's okay. That that's not, you don't gain fat that quickly. And this experience, like regardless if there was some weight gain, again, it could be water, it could be sodium, it could be carbs, could be all the things that doesn't diminish the experience. Yeah. So <laughs> I have so many things in my brain. Um, I think, yeah, I think what it boils down to is just the, I guess you could say intention and the mentality. So like the diet mentality is say you have, say, say my protein range was like 200 grams of protein a day. Mm -hmm. And I had, it was, I mean, I would say generally speaking, it's hard to hit your protein if you're not being intentional. Like you have to be pretty intentional about it, especially just with like food in America. Right. If I was to hit 175 and I, from the diet mentality, it's like, well, just screw it. Like you've already messed up anyways, just have whatever you want versus this other approach of like kind of just embracing the gray there's general thresholds you know you didn't work out today there's not maybe that need for the full what I, you know what i'm saying like it, i think it's really coming down to like the the perspective about it and where i mean i think if there was some level of tracking any regardless like for whoever that's where you can then look back you as a coach and be like, can we make some tweaks of like, Hey, instead of, and I'm just thinking like, I'm thinking of this mostly because I showed you my little, 
my my weight trends right and like right now I'm I would say I'm in a general plateau and if I was able to show you data of like hey these are the things that I'm eating these are the things that I'm you know this is my spread right you would then as a coach be able to be like okay is there room to make some switches and it's like they don't have to be dramatic switches they can be like adding cottage cheese in with an extra thing of cottage cheese or like hey maybe instead of and I'm just using this as an example, like instead of the sourdough bread, maybe you could do the lavash bread has a little bit of extra protein, has some fiber, like, and that was something I was thinking about the other day was like, oh man, I forgot about the lavash bread that I love. Like I can make breakfast pizzas and wraps and all these different things. And it's like such an easy way to add a little bit in, um, or even the bread, like, yeah, I love sourdough bread, but like, I do like Ezekiel's Ezekiel bread. And it does have like nine to 11 grams of protein in it per slot. Like, and it's more of just reminding myself that I can make those switches. Um, so yeah, that was just one of my thoughts. I think it's just the, the, the mentality going into it and keeping that at the front. 100%. I think like, so maybe you hit 175 and not the 200 and rather than beating yourself up and being like, I'm never going to figure this out. I'm a failure. It could be like, it rather than having criticism, having curiosity. Yeah. Right. And just being like, huh, okay, that's cool. Like that's, that's interesting. This is data. Like it, and, and being able to look back and maybe that day that you hit 175, maybe you did have the sourdough bread and it was the exact experience that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think, I think there, I was talking to somebody um, this past weekend about it's a, what a family member and they were just kind of talking about wanting to eventually be able to, well, they have lost some weight. Um, but just being like, yeah, like you're the, you know, first person I thought of to talk to about it. Cause like, you understand just like the, how hard it is, like on a day-to-day basis, like feeling like you're not seeing results, but like knowing that the overall behavior change. And, um, he was saying like, oh, I don't really, I used to do like macro tracking and I don't know that that's even necessary. I'm like, are you losing weight without tracking your macros? He's like, yeah. I'm like, why go like, why even entertain that? If that, if it's working, like what you're doing is working right now, because that's the other thing is like, these are fine tweaks of if these are ways to like ultra kind of like manipulate things and like very like with a fine tooth comb, go through things and not manipulate in a bad way, just like tweaking things. Yeah. This is like, if you were just starting out losing weight and you implemented walking and whatnot, and you're able to lose some, it's like, okay, you don't need to sit here and track Mac, like, like just doing these little things. And maybe eventually down the road, there's room for that. But I think it's just, it is a little bit there is a like microscope lens when you're doing these types of things. Cause you have to, you can make little tweaks and you can see changes potentially quicker too. I think that that's such a good point. And like, this is why it's a journey. Like the client that I'm talking about who is now starting to calorie count, there was a time, like if I would have asked her to do that four months ago, she was not in the right mindset. And she'll say this. She's like, I was not in the right mindset. I couldn't have done it. I would have been obsessive. I would have been beating myself up. There was a time, like even four months ago, she couldn't hop on a scale without putting so much emotional, like 
weight on it and having it dictate her own, her whole mood for the day. Right. And so you have to be able to go through this journey of letting those things go. And I would never have said, Hey, let's jump on to like my fitness pal and start counting her calories. If I didn't know that she was already implementing consistently all of the other behaviors. Yeah. And that's where I think, so like, I think I've given the example in the past, like I was so, um, concerned about, like I had seen on a macro thing, like, oh, weighing, weighing your food raw versus cooked. Mm. And I remember talking to my coach and being like, what should I do? And she's like, that is like, it is such a minuscule amount of change to like the macronutrient profile on a chicken breast. Like that is not your concern right now. You are dealing with bigger things like having these binge eating episodes and like, there's other things to worry about other than should I weigh this raw or cooked and what's the the conversion ratio? Like this is once that there could be a time and place to track types, certain types of things, but that's after all the other things are in place and set in stone and part of your identity. Cause it's like victorious five years ago, weightlifting and doing all of those things. Yeah. I don't trust her with the food scale or with my fitness pal completely different person now. And it's like, I mean, it it really is. And I really think it is about like these behaviors around food, right? Like when I was, um, you know, I would try to make certain foods fit, or I would like make things just like, for instance, like if your food behaviors are, if you're trying to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and you're seeing weird food behaviors, like trying to make things fit, or feeling like you have to like make it a certain way so that it fits into your macros or your calories. Like that's where it gets a little bit, you're kind of like, okay, we need to look into this versus it just being like, yeah, this is my food. And I, it's already plated and I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to take food away from my, like, this is my plate. Oh, like, okay. This is kind of um, interesting. So when I was weighing things on the scale, there'd be times like I'd be measuring and like, Okay, so maybe instead of 45 grams, it was like 48. Mm-hmm. A past version of me would have like, <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? And so now there's almost this part of me that like when things aren't perfect and when it's not to the gram, everything right, I feel really good about myself because like, I know that that's not the point. It's not about the nitty gritty. It's just about awareness and Can I allow things to not be perfect? Can this actually be an example of me casting a vote that this is just, just for awareness and not obsession. And like, again, am I going to change my behaviors? Am I going to be weighing my food for dinner? No, I'm not. Am I going to be tracking every cow? No, I'm, that's just not where I want to be. That's not supportive of my journey. Like, And I I would say that's where like the, like we have the intuitive eating spectrum, like side of things. And then there's like the nutritional fat, like there's an eating framework and like ideology, I guess you could say. And then on the other side of that is like, this is the set amount of macronutrients in a piece of chicken that like that will never change versus or rice or you know, a piece of bread or whatever, like there's the nutrition knowledge. And then it's like, okay, we are trying to merge these two things together. And it's like, 
I really do think that's, I think at the end of intuitive eating, it's referred to as like gentle nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really, but it's such a process. It's like, you yep. have to move through that, like feeling like there's no shame around food and like feeling like you can have the permission to eat and stop when you're full. And then there will be a time when you arrive at a place where it's like, okay, I feel good about that. And if, if there is a need for, and we're not talking about everybody's needs to lose weight, like we're just talking, there are certain points of like, if you've moved to the process and that is still a goal or intention, like this is where that conversation starts of like, there can be a middle ground and this could also change in six months. Like this is also experiment. It is not a, you know, I don't know. I I, 100%. And, and I love that though, that I'm now in this place where I can look at things as an experiment and like, this is supportive of my journey right now, but it doesn't mean that it's forever. And I think I recently heard a quote. Oh, I bet it was James Clear. So by the way, guys, James Clear has a weekly newsletter. It's amazing. It's called 321. uh, And it's three ideas from him, two quotes from others and one question. I really love it. But anyway, one of his ideas this last week was one sign you haven't done enough reading is if you find yourself agreeing with whatever book you read last. Mm -hmm. At first, it's easy to be swayed by any reasonable argument. Once you've read a lot, you can see that even the best arguments have limitations. Mm. Isn't that brilliant? Mm-hmm. And it's just, I remember, and I've seen it every single time. The first time I read intuitive eating, my mind was freaking blown. And I was like, oh my gosh, guys, this is it. This is the answer. This is the new Bible. This is everything, every, you know, and don't get me wrong. I still freaking love intuitive eating. Yeah. I still firmly believe that those principles helped save my life and my mindset and have helped bring me here. Just like you had talked about last week, that DBT therapy was a very important stepping stone to where you are now, but it's not the be all end all. And I think it's really, really important for us to be able to recognize that there is a journey in this and intuitive eating is not just the one and only thing. And I think right now we are in that space where we're, we're at gentle nutrition and what does that mean for us? And what are some of the things that we want to implement in? And for somebody, we've said this before, intuitive eating is way easier to kind of grasp when you've had the history of macro counting, of calorie counting, of understanding what is in our foods. If you've never had that education or knowledge, it's really difficult to eat intuitively and to eat in a way that makes your body feel good. You just don't know. And so there really is room for both. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think that Yeah. I think ultimately it's just like, this is subject to change. It could change. It could not change. And like, this is truly us kind of living out this podcast in a way that is not only hopefully challenging to you guys, but also for ourselves. Like we're trying to implement these, this framework in other areas of our lives, other than just being on the podcast and talking about certain things. So just know that it's challenging for us as well. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, but that's the fun part of this, right? Because now I really am in this place of 
of wanting to experiment. And I think what really came up for me with this was for me realizing there's things in my business that I was feeling really down about. And I'm just like feeling, feeling helpless. Yeah. I felt helpless. I felt like there was nothing I could do that. This was just the situation. And then I went back to my coach and realized that there was a whole bunch of data. And actually even you asked me some questions last week and I realized like, Oh, I'm actually not doing enough of the right things consistently, whether that be posting, whether that be doing outreaches, whether that be whatever. And by me actually tracking that data, it made me feel so much more empowered. It gave me hope. It helped me realize that I have control over things, not everything, but I have control over the inputs Mm -hmm. that are going to have an impact on the outcome. And I realized that when I gave this to my client, when I helped give her, hey, this is what ma- how to find your maintenance calories. This is how to find a gentle caloric deficit. This is how to start tracking things. Just her having those tools made her feel so much more empowered and help her realize how much more control she really does have in certain things. I think it's really important to find that balance of recognizing why you're wanting to lose weight in the first place. Be really clear as to why or why you're wanting to hit those protein goals. It's not about the number on the scale. And and same thing for me. It's not about the income. It's about the impact. It's about the amount of women that I get to help and serve and and to really give them a community and a safe space to talk about these really difficult topics where otherwise they feel isolated and alone. And a lot of people, like it's not about this goal weight. It's not about a number. It's about what you think is on the other side of that number. You feel like you're going to be more confident that you're going to be able to wear the bikini, that you're going to be able to enjoy foods with friends, that you're going to be able to be more intimate with your partner, all of those things. And recognizing that like you can already feel those things and do those things now. And we said something earlier in my coaching call that like, Happy is better than thin. Happy is better than lots of money. Happy is better than a relationship, right? Because so often we keep putting off and saying, when I get there, then I'll be happy. And it's not true. Like you can feel those things now and still continue to make conscious efforts to take you to where you want to go. I think that it's just important to know that if you're waiting for these things, like if you're waiting to feel a certain type of way until you get somewhere, like try implementing those things along the way. Like you could, maybe you think that it's years and years down the road, but like if you can just start generating situations, creating situations, putting yourself in certain places or meeting certain people that can potentially And then it's like a little boost. Like it's like when you're playing a video game and you hit the little boost and it like moves you up a little bit. Like it's that feeling of, and then you have a little bit more hope to keep going Mm -hmm. and you have a 
little bit more you've, I mean, you, you're generating momentum and it's like, if you can implement those things, it's one, it's going to make your journey so much more enjoyable. And two, it's like that this is going to prove to you that it's not on the other side of arrived because I've been on this like weight loss health journey for over a year and a half. And I would say I'm not arrived yet, but I've enjoyed the the journey. Like I have thoroughly enjoyed like the last year and a half of my life. And it's been the fullest it's ever been. And I'm not even at like a point where I'm like on, this was the other side. Like I'm not even there yet. And to think that you can make it that enjoyable along the way, it's just, that's the, the beautiful part about it, I guess. I recently heard a beautiful kind of similar analogy for this, that the there, the ideal future self is like the horizon. Mm-hmm. It's guiding you but in no way, shape or form, are you ever going to reach it? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's okay. Like it's the horizon, no matter as you walk towards the horizon, the horizon keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you never actually reach it, but it does help you realize how far you have come. And so I just, I think having that clarity again, as to why you're doing what you're doing, I, I always compare it a little bit more to my business. Like last week, you know, it was, it was a tough week for me, just emotionally. I was going through a lot of things. You were definitely there, someone who was able to, to listen and to help give me perspective and ask, what have you been doing? Give me the data. So we know what to tweak. And like from last week to this week, nothing financially has changed, but you said, even as I hopped on our call today, my energy is completely different. The way I'm showing up is completely different. Like I feel so much more empowered and so much more in control and so much more excited because I've had that moment of sitting back and really getting clear. Why do I do what I do? Why is this important for me? And what are the things that I do have control over? And can I make sure that I'm doing those consistently and track it so that I can look at my progress because we know progress is the most effective form of human motivation, being able to see the gain, being able to see my inputs and allowing myself to feel really proud of my actions, not just the outcome, but my actions. So would you say, I'm just like trying to think of, you know, obviously you were in a certain mindset and mentality last week the client we were talking about, same type of thing. And I've obviously certainly been there. Um, and I was right before we hopped on this, I was listening to, I'm doing this course for business retailers on basically like it's it, the profit first method. Right. And I was earlier today, like thinking about my business finances and like, just generally not having any type of like budgeted amounts that I'm spending versus inventory versus like, okay, all the packaging shipping, like, and one of the things that she said, and I'm just going to say it because it was like, I needed to hear it. It was, you must manage cash flow to make a profit. And it's like, okay, well, if you're not managing the cash that's coming in, you're never going to be, and she was basically like, your profit has to be intentional and it has to be planned. Like you have to have it regardless of what's going on, I'm still going to make a profit. And obviously it's a little different with retail and all the things, but it just reminded me like going, looking at your situation, the client situation. And then just recently before our call, like 
I think it comes down to when you're having these moments of like overwhelm and just feeling like, what the heck is going on? What do I need to do? Feeling like you're paralyzed. Would you say that you did have to sit down for a significant amount of time and plan and strategize? I mean, now you have a kind of framework to go off of for the next month, like the following months. And so that clarity is coming from a place of like, you just knowing that you have something to stick to now. 100%. All I needed was a plan. Like I, I think someone had said that like overwhelm is just having a lot to do with zero plan Mm. and and not knowing where to start. I think like that's sometimes the issue with like people who hop on a dieting or like a health journey is they're overwhelmed. There's so many things that they need to do and want to do and all the things. And then they get caught in the weeds or what is the phrase? Like seeing the woods and the trees or seeing the forest for the trees for when someone is too involved in the details to be able to see the whole big picture, right? And that's what we've been talking about this whole time. Like when you got so caught up in like, should I be weighing raw versus cooked meat? Like that is a detail and not recognizing the big picture of like, well, you're struggling with binge eating and you're not sleeping consistently and you're not yeah. getting your steps in. And like, you know what I mean? All the things we need to talk about. Yeah. And I, I would get so caught up in these small little things and you're absolutely right. The biggest thing I had to do, ah, number one, I had to accept where I am right now, that this is where I am right now and no, it's not where I want to be, but that's Okay. And that I am okay. And like getting into a place of out of that fight or flight survival freak out energy, because in that energy, I cannot make good decisions. I scarcity. It's so scarcity. And we have scarcity mindset with food and all the things. So just like when you're in that fight or flight mode, pause, because you're not going to make any good decisions. Yeah. Then I allowed myself to like you said, like just sit and get quiet. I recently just heard a, um, like a podcast from Dr. Benjamin Hardy talking about like setting intentional, like time to just think and be quiet. Like he would set a timer for three hours and uh, right. I see your face. (laughs) Um, and he would just allow himself to be quiet. He'd have his journal. He would lay down on the couch He'd have his journal on the table. He'd be listening to maybe like binaural beats or um, just some sort of light music and just be quiet and allow his mind to think. And anything that came up, then he'd journal it and then he'd lay back down. Mm. And he's just really encouraged that deep thinking time, whether it be once a week, even once a month, maybe it doesn't have to be three hours. Maybe it's just 30 minutes just to be quiet and talking about how some of our best ideas come when we're in the shower, when we allow ourselves to just be quiet and to really think slowly and mindfully rather than getting all of this constant input. So I did take some time to get really, really quiet. I wasn't three hours, but <laughs> and sometimes it's a night of sleep, like a night, 100%. like you're trying to like beat your head into the ground and make something work 
in the day that's not going to work. Like sometimes you need to just wait till tomorrow and, and get a good night's sleep. (laughs) 100%. And I just had to like recognize that it's always been okay. I've always made it through. I have options, whether that be for me, it was just like, you know, transferring different things. I have, if I absolutely definitely need it, I have a family, I have parents, I, you know, like I will never go hungry. Like you have people strategize off of you have, I mean, like you have things. I have things. So accepting where I am right now, recognizing how far I have come was the other one. That was massive. I have a mentor. I, like guys, I, I invest in a mentorship and coaching and all the things. And I have a mentor and I went back through all of the modules of her course. And I went back to the basics and I really got really clear about what are the action steps that I took to get me to where I am and what have I stopped doing, right? Mm -hmm. What are the things that I stopped doing consistently that were bringing in the business? And then I also recognize like how far I've freaking come the course right now. It's gorgeous. Like I could not be more proud of the framework, the freedom method framework that we follow. I couldn't be more proud of these assignments that are all fillable PDFs, like Mm. of like the, the beautiful slide decks that I have, the order that everything goes in just, and being able to look through and read through all the feedback from this course and how it's impacted so many women's lives. That is so cool. And for me to realize that it, it, you know, it came from seven different iterations and how many years I've been building this thing and to just take a moment and feel really proud of it was really important. And then from there, all right, now that I'm proud of what I've built, now that I'm proud of certain things, now what am I going to do on a day-to-day basis? And my coach had a framework, right? She has her own framework. I have the freedom method roadmap framework that I give my clients. She has the expert framework for content creation. I needed that framework. I needed that step-by-step kind of thing to help me realize what to do next. I'm coining a, instead of like just trying to survive and get by, you're making a thriving plan. So your thriving plan was, okay, these are the things I'm going to post this day. These are the things I'm going to go back to. These are the things. So like the planning, the strategizing after you're recognizing that you're you've accepted, you're feeling proud of yourself. It's like, okay, instead of feeling like I'm trying to survive, I can build a thrive plan and really thinking of like, what am I going to do? And if you just have to plan out the next seven days, like that's okay too. But we hope that this was helpful to you guys. And one, we have our quotes and like mentions, anything that we mention resource-wise is well, our quotes are on our Google Doc. We're working on doing one for our resources as well. Obviously, if you want to book a what do you call them? Strat not strategy call. Breakthrough call. Breakthrough call. That will be in the link as well. And then if you wanted to have access to the affirmations, those will all be in there for you guys in the show notes. Oh, one last thing. August 10th. If you're seeing if you're hearing this before August 10th, 2023. 
I will be hosting a live workshop all about how to bring back your hunger and fullness cues so you can stop overeating, especially at night. So if that is something you are interested in, it'll be 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Again, that'll be Thursday, August 10th. Beautiful. Have a great day, everyone. We'll talk to you later. Bye, guys.